I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Car Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have a full episode just before the holidays. So we are going to get right into today's episode with what is on your mind. Both of these guys look puzzled and look like they have something to say. But Lou, we'll start with you first. What's on your mind? Okay, I have a couple of things on my mind. One of them was I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Tyler today. One of them was. Mm. Uh, one of them was that I came to the office today anticipating that I could film with Tyler. That didn't work out. So that's an L. That was the whole reason I came here today. So that's an L. We're, we're literally on the same office floor, just in different rooms. But we literally only are office. both here because we thought we were going to sit next to each other. Literally the exact reason I came. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Um, and then the other thing was, I think there's a very important football game coming this, this weekend. Oh, my goodness. I would call it the biggest game for Michigan in the last Is Lou allowed to five be a fan again this week? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. All right. You don't this want the, the one-week fandom? <laughs> he said this is not fandom. Okay. I, this is not fandom. I do want Ohio State to lose. I hate Ohio State. This is macro sports chatter. Yeah, this is a huge game. No? Am it I is. wrong about it that? Is. No, it is. Yeah, it it's is. huge. It is. This it's is for the playoff. It's big. I mean, and my the dad, and my dad, Ohio State's going to win by 20, but go. That's probably true. My dad wanted me to make sure that Ryan knew that Ohio State is trash. So I'm going to put that out there for everybody. Shout out to my dad. Lou, did your dad know what the score was of the Michigan versus Michigan State game and then the Ohio State versus Michigan State game? Yeah, listen, we're a Georgia family, as I've said repeatedly. I just don't know why your dad keeps bringing up the Michigan, like Ohio State's trash thing when he, if you guys are, you know, not Michigan fans. It's just a thought that comes into mind. It's like when you see fact in front of you, you have to say it out loud. (laughs) I saw something. This is just brief college football i saw something that fei rankings uh, i follow a lot like advanced stats whatever there's a bigger gap between the number one team and the number five team which i believe was like georgia to cincinnati than there is between number five and number 70 that makes sense it's really georgia ohio state than everybody else right pretty much crazy alabama's alabama's pretty close yeah which is why it's gonna be a real shame when michigan wins this weekend (laughs) Okay. Don't see it, but that's it. That's what's on your mind, though. Yeah, and if anyone knows anything about antique pianos, hit me up. And that's I saw all I that say tweet. That. They're hard nowadays because they're a bitch to move. Yes, and a lot of times, like nice piano, there's not in style anymore. Correct. Tried to no move one wants ours, a piano in their house anymore. And pretty much, it was like they like broke the thing on the way out. Yeah, and it's very hard to identify what it is when it was made. So. I'm in the blender of learning about antique pianos in the last 24 hours. So if anyone knows any information, hit me up. You got this. You got a Steinway, right? No, it's called like a Steiff or something. Ah, uh, yeah. It was made in like 1910. True vintage. Maybe there's yeah. an Allen and Ginter card to be had. It's very vintage. So Ty, what's on your mind? I what's on my mind? Sunday, I didn't watch an, a lick of football, but I was aware of what was happening based upon my Twitter mentions. Supposedly, my quarterback was awful awful and i heard about it i also heard that espn put him as a top 10 quarterback going into that game and look 
there was a time not too long ago that we did a bit about a panic meter around Patrick Mahomes. So I still feel good. My quarterback's still eight and three, and I'm feeling okay, decently, somewhat able to stomach the fact that I have them going into the Super Bowl. But we'll we'll, we'll deal with that later. Next, my other guy on the hardwood, real shot. He's finished. <laughs> but we'll keep going. What? Michael, what Michael Porter Jr. You, you did not see the. You did oh, not see the news about MPJ? Bro, I, I was waiting for, for, for the year. You're I was no, that's so hard to believe. Nerve damage. Nerve in damage his back. in his back. No. All places. Bro, they maxed his him back. out in September. And he, wait. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying he has a back injury? Nerve damage. I could have never you seen s- that coming. It's you should see my surprise right? face. I know. I, I, wow. That's right. Man's got his money. Hey, listen, wow. I'll put it this way. Anyone that wants to flame me for Michael Porter Jr., Come to my Twitter, flame me, and then I'll redirect you to the general manager of the Denver Nuggets, who is at the pinnacle of what you could be as a general manager in sports, who gave the dude a max contract. And I'll say, cool, go talk to that guy, because we were on the same page at one point, and he had to decide to give him the contract, not me. So that's that. I'll put a pin in that one. No more questions asked about those two players. Another thing. Denver Nuggets is the pinnacle of GMing. (laughs) I mean, if you get to be a GM of a sports sports franchise, like you, especially the Nuggets, you pretty much everyone says that. I mean, he built a fantastic squad that made it to the conference conference finals. He did, he did. That's true. And then he might have made the worst decision in all of sports ever. But we'll we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> Another thing that's on my mind: these, uh, I didn't really dig in, but uh, football prism NFTs Panini rolled out this past week. I was just saw some buzz and chatter. That's all I got. I just wanted to throw that out there. I saw that they rolled out uh, NFL NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yep. That weekend, that game this weekend is definitely big. Connor McDavid is on my mind. Connor McDavid's on my mind mainly because I had a moment. I had a pocket to execute. We talked about it on this show. I went down to Dallas. The, we, the last Dallas trip, I bought one card, and it was that Connor McDavid card. Ultimate. And goodbye. I just wish I bought more. <laughs> I mean, there's like ESPN.com, like he's the most dominant athlete in all of sports right now. The next that's what great Lou always one, says. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. And so that's what I'm spending a lot of time on right now is trying to trust my intuition more. But Ty, but like let's we should have a real moment here with you, brother, <laughs> like, a, like an intervention that like your intuition kind of stinks explain no explain 50 50 explain explain okay. about it stinking my intuition ryan tannehill, ryan tannehill. Ryan great tannehill. Time, time out ryan tannehill Michael Porter Jr. okay if we want to be real penn state going to the playoffs you're just being you're being over the top my intuition ryan tannehill is he did espn not put him as a top 10 quarterback and when i made the call he was nowhere to be found do you think also, that was a fail of way of that week or like game, overall you're gonna take this away and then two Michael Porter Jr., my intuition, when I was saying he was something and everyone was saying he was dead, then went on to get a max contract. So, like, if my intuition's fucked the, up, I'm the other okay way. with my intuition being that way. Okay, what about Tyler Hero? Wait, what pause. About Can we pause for one second? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, that conversation, Ryan really put us in a pretzel. That conversation started with top 16, and then he changed it to top 10. Point. This is my point. And so the point of the conversation was that. top 16. Yeah, which I want. Agreed. And at this yes. point, you think he's still top 16? One oh bad game shouldn't change anything. But like, maybe I, I, 
Do I feel comfortable being the Ryan Tannehill Jay guy? Jay says Tyler no. changes to top 10. Do I feel good about being the Ryan Tannehill guy? No. All right, we can leave it at that. Uh, I don't know where else this was going, but... Wow, good job, Jay. Yeah. Jay really just killed me, but that's okay. I can live with that. He said Tyler responded to my comment about being top 16 and said he's not top 16. He's top 10. That oh, was a little bit of a jump Tyler by Hero, like. Yeah, Tyler six man of the year. A, a six man. Might not be six man of the year because you know who might be? Not Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Well, if we're going on your basketball takes in the last few weeks, Grayson <laughs> Allen needs to get in the bubble and not leave it because he might be in some trouble injury-wise. Is he? What happened? I Just based on guys you like are falling apart. Oh, got it. You're saying he's finished. No, I think yeah. I got my favorite tweet the other day. Someone tweeted I picked up. Uh, Grayson Allen in fantasy basketball because of I saw that. I so yeah, I saw that. So that's what's on my mind. Yeah. So really, uh, the Ryan Tannehill thing's definitely on my mind. Ty says, you know, hey, this dude's a stud. Like we can end this conversation. Then my man throws four interception. And do they lose? Do they lose to the Texans? Yeah. They've lost to the Jets and the Texans this year. It's very strange. Terrible. They're a weird team. Terrible. But that's neither here nor there. But in my defense, I did kind of secede the. Like, I was like, hey, Matt Ryan stunk against the Patriots. Stunk. And then Tannehill comes out and's like, hey, hold my beer. You're right. You um, got saved. Af- that was, yeah. Absolute trash. But really, the only thing on my mind this week is is the game that matters, yeah. right? It, it matters more than every other game. It's like, I, I, I yeah, I, I care more about this game than uh, than a lot of things. I, I just don't want to lose, right? Than so. a lot of things. Yeah, I just it is. That's just like, I would love to do the, five minutes on like where the line is drawn, like yeah. the status of your card shop or Ohio State winning okay, this weekend. Where's Reg on the meter? Yeah, <laughs> like Reg Reg is at the top, right? But like Yeah, but like how far hey, behind is Ohio State? Like but like, hey, good weekend in the card shop versus an Ohio State win. I take the Ohio State win, not even question. What do you mean close? <laughs> I, that, I, like, wasn't, I mean, are we it's not even I'm telling you I'm looking you dead in the eyes and I'm telling you it's not even a debate like I care that much so if Ohio State's one is the card shop like three or is it 70 no Reg is one okay then right. it's like Ohio State football okay so that's then more cards. like Alabama like, like I very... like Ohio State football more than I like trading cards for What's sure the delta wow between that's like it. Reg that's it and right Ohio there. State a lot, yeah, that's a, a ton. Ohio State. The over delta cards. between Ohio State and Cards is very, very close. But I'm saying, like, hey, hey, like, listen to this. I'm dead serious. I would give up at least, uh, probably most of the national to guarantee Ohio State won a national title and beat Michigan. I'd give that's it. up. That's fair. Also, shout I'd out. I'd give Reg. it up. Yes, yeah, super shout out, Reg, and I agree with that because I would do the same. If I told you the Jets could win a Super Bowl, oh, I'd, would, I'd kill you. <laughs> You're dead. Um, <laughs> Ewers or Stroud, collegiate autos long term. Might win the Heisman. Uh, yeah, it uh, Ewers is is raw now, but has a ton of potential. Um, I need to see an Ohio State quarterback do something in the NFL first before I really say, "Hey, long term." But they're both kind of what my, I kind of framed it up because they're both going to at least play two more years in college i feel like there's a market for that i think you're gonna see stroud play this year and then next year then go pro and i think ewers and mccord will battle out miller will transfer at the end of this year you'll see mccord and ewers uh, battle it out but to be honest i think mccord could transfer at the end of this year 
because they're going to be like, hey, you were just gonna... the backup. He's going to sit behind him yeah. next year. And then, yeah, I don't want to sit another whole year and maybe lose and then transfer. So we'll see. I'm not sure. I don't want to get too much into college football. We get we get ridiculed when we go too deep into college football. So big game. It's an important game. But but for real, if you could take one auto Stroud or yours, what are you taking? Stroud. Really? Right this time. Yeah. Again, like because he's got a body of work. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just think like what Stroud could do at this point. At this point, he's the favorite to win the Heisman. At this point, he could beat Michigan. Right. At this point, he could win a national title. Yours, maybe. But I, do you guys remember Tate Martell? That I do. Five star quarterback, like was awesome in high school. Didn't do anything. He didn't have. I think the thing with Ewers, how do you say his last name? Quinn Ewers. Ewers. Yeah. The, the, the thing with that guy is, I think he's very uh, forward thinking in terms of building himself up, which I think is a plays a factor in what we're talking about. But you're right that Stroud's on field stuff outplays everything else. I feel like Ewers has more of what we talk about of the built in long term potential around yep. his brand and aura than, say, a Stroud. Yep. So we'll talk more about this in a, a future episode. I know everybody here does not love college football the way we might. But I do want to get minutes into... In. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes in. We did talk about other stuff like Ryan Tannehill and Michael Porter Jr. and some of Tyler's yeah, hot takes. Cards, me. 14 minutes. Yeah, it should really... Um, That's not but true. I do, but I do... Uh, we at least got to talk about it. The Luber conversation with the guys over at Sports Card Nonsense, they did an interview with him. Lou asked, hey, did Ryan, did you listen to it? So first off, I did not know you could not listen to podcasts on an airplane. For some reason, I just assumed it was like music. I was like, hey, I'm going to be able to listen to this. But the music I have downloaded, the podcast, I did not. Mm. So I got on an airplane to Chicago this weekend for the show and was very disappointed when I went to play the podcast. I got like eight minutes in, nine minutes in. And they're like, yeah, this doesn't work. I was, That's tough. I was ready to listen to it on the way there. I heard a lot of people talk about it, said it was a good interview. And I was like, hey, I'm ready to listen, start listening. And then it like stops working. So we're going to have to rely on Lou on this. I have not listened to it yet, oh, but tough. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. So Lou, I'll let you kind of maybe uh, lead that conversation yeah. since I was. I, I, I'll i say this. I'll keep, I'll keep it brief. I would highly recommend that you listen to the, you, the listener, um, listens to the show. Sports Card Nonsense is a great podcast if you don't listen to it already. Josh is an extremely interesting character to me for a lot of reasons. And if this is the first time we got to hear his perspective on the card stuff in like an in-depth way, which I was interested to hear. There was a couple things about how they don't want to overproduce. And the big takeaways, I think, where they don't want to overproduce cards, there will not, there will most likely not be any Fanatics branded cards, which I was surprised to hear. When you say, because we texted briefly back and forth, when you say you're surprised to hear that there's no Fanatics branded cards. Is that in regards to like when I think about Panini, like Panini has Prism. Are you yep. thinking of Fanatics as the similar to Panini? And like, would you consider there to be cards branded as Panini? And that's why you're saying it, you're not sure? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of it from that way. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I just think that when fanatics enters any space what they've done is they've made fanatics brand it's like anything else they do like they make fanatics branded t-shirts they make fanatics branded cups like all that stuff you know what i'm saying so i felt like that was kind of just where they were going to go it just seemed like the direction of their like the direction of the fanatics brand in general so i kind of just thought that was something to be expected i do think i mean do you think there'll be like fanatics panini prism brought to you by fanatics i think it has nothing to do with fanatics so i think it has nothing to do with fanatics 
personally, I could be completely wrong, and hopefully we have the combo with Josh. There's a, a company, Kinetic, that is a holding company that owns Fanatics and a couple other businesses. To my understanding, this business, Nuco, as you call it, is not part of Kinetic, is is separate co, to my understanding. Could be wrong. So Nuco is akin to like a panini. And so when we talk about buying any sort of panini, optic, prism, but, but, but on down, whatever those sub brands are, they ladder up into a, a panini. So when he says like, we're not going to, Fanatics branding isn't going to be around. I'm like, of course not. Because Fanatics isn't one-to-one to panini. To me, it's like if some random. How are they not though? Because, uh, because they're going to be under a different, it's going to be a different brand. Like there is going to be a brand that sits above like new company new holding company fanatics will sell ish i don't know what the name is I, i'm pretty sure is there's a Nuco code word or is it fanatics it's nuco like luber is an employee to my understanding of nuco nuco is going to create brands and buy brands such as so then it was just a mislabeling of the news when it came out yeah and i think it just helps people because i think everyone in the hobby sees fanatics big bad big business and it seems scary well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going off of that's what that's what it. I thought that's what it was. I think that's just largely been because they are fanatics. It's like saying um, Resi is like Vayner meet X. That's like inside baseball between okay. us. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it's I guess it's different. I just didn't understand that changed my whole perspective. I thought fanatics was the brand. If it's a whole different brand entirely, then okay. I think it'll be a whole different brand that is one to one to Panini. So on the back of cards. Great. And I think that's why he answered literally, like, you're not going to see Fanatics because I don't think that's going to be the brand. But there is going to be Nuco that's like 2023 Nuco, you know, Panini. Yep. And then they're going to put out like. That's not actually the name, right? Or uh, name. No, nah, Nuco is just co- code. Like, when you create a new company, people just say Nuco. Or I'm pretty sure they have a code word, okay. but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, right. So, right. So, to f- wrap it up, again, I would highly recommend everyone listen. I think it's a very interesting conversation. Josh is a very straightforward guy. He's not like a talk around the point guy. That's like not his thing. So it's good to get some direct answers. I think the truth to the matter is he doesn't have all the answers right now. I think they're still working through it. And then the one other thing I would say is that a lot of people who are concerned about specifically us on the show is how they're going to treat hobby shops. And I think they value hobby shops very much. I also think they are going to expand outward. Like he said something about like Wawa having cards, which is very funny. I think that's good too. So I think their plan is to get it into as many locations whether that's brick and mortar online whatever uh as possible but and that's obviously an increase in production which goes against what he said about keeping production low so i would be interested to talk yeah. about that but i was yeah. gonna say the same thing like that's not really much of a difference to what we have now there's tar- there's cards it's, in walgreens there's cards in barnes and noble there's cards in meyer walmart Tark. yeah barnes and noble has them here in columbus mm-hmm. so you can get them at barnes and noble mm-hmm. like there are cards all over um so yeah, that's to me, that's not really much of a, a difference than what we already have. Um, I think the thing, the interesting thing is the hobby shops thing, because you mentioned in the interview and what I've heard from a lot of people is it says like, it sounds like Josh is like, hey, we're pro hobby shop. But mm-hmm. like it, if you watch the Michael, uh, the the Ruben interview before, mm-hmm. it, that's not what was like, that's not the message that I got from that interview. When you watch that, it was like, hey, direct to consumer. So it's very interesting to hear, you know, Josh and Michael both say something about it because I watch one of them and I'm like, hey, 
good luck, get a bot and hope your, your bot's good enough to get some product online. Cause that's what's happening. And then you watch Josh's interview and you're like, Hey, sweet hobby shops to, you know, to the moon. Yeah. So I think it's two different things there. I'd, I'd rather not parse the words of people like Michael Rubin and Josh Luber, but I think both are possible. Like you can expand your e-commerce business and expand your e-commerce footprint while also sure. keeping the hobby shops in mind and like oh, the lifeblood of what cards are. Agreed. Just real quick on uh, two seconds on that. Nike. When I think about sneakers, mm-hmm. when I think about Air Jordans, when I think about the sneakers app, when I think about their off whites, what have you. There's a aggressive DTC strategy there. It is also equally, if not more important, that they have retail locations that they do not own in and around, you know, like boutique sneaker shops all over the country that have tier zero or tier one or tier two access that they have direct great relationships with because they know that the culture, the community, so much of that still lives there. And that they need to provide those shops to have access because yep. they can't cut them off. And I and I, I I think that that's a good-ish way to start to think about it. I agree. I think that's that's right. That's a good like blueprint for something that fanatics can look to achieve. All right, Rye, are we getting into what we're thankful for? Yeah. So there's a there's a couple different things coming up here, but the one thing is is I put on Twitter like, hey, what should we talk about this week? Lots to be thankful for. So we've got. We're going to break this into a little two parts. What if people want to get quick opinions on and then what people are thankful for? So, Lou, this one's for you because we, okay. y- you and I are the more uh, interested ones in F1 compared to Tyler. This is from Holiday Collectibles on IG. It says F1 non-variation Sapphire. A buy or should I only pursue the variation? F1 non-variation Sapphire. sapphire. You going for just the base or you, are you, is it is the... Uh, is the variation the only play? You know, it's funny this question comes up. I was literally just thinking about this last night. I was thinking about the variations last night. Wow, that's crazy. What's that person's name? Holiday Collectibles. Shout out Holiday Collectibles. Um, I think I want the variations. I think the just every day that goes by, and I don't want to beat a dead horse too much, I think about F1 cards like pretty much every day. So like I, the variations are so low printed, right? Like there's just none of them around. And like... I think, what is the Lewis, the regular Topps Chrome version of the Lewis variation? PSA 10 do like 25, 30K. I actually genuinely have no idea. I think it's like something ridiculous like that. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, whatever. I'm pretty sure it's something outrageous like that. So I think these variations are very interesting long-term plays. The question I have, and I think you would know, you would know this better than me, does a Sapphire base card play the same way a regular base card does? Don't know. The only thing I know about the F1 Sapphire at the moment is like I've been offered a couple of them lately. The PSA 10 Lewis uh, base Sapphire does anywhere from like 13 to 1400 right now. Mm-hmm. I've been offered those around like the 1250, 1275 mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the variation is much, much bigger in both Sapphire and the, the Topps Chrome. But I don't know. Like, again, I, I would be lying if I told you like, hey, yeah, it's this much difference. I'm just not yeah, yeah, yeah. well enough in it. I haven't seen, and this is where you and I are different. Like, and I, I might not be in the minority in the F1 space, but like, I prefer the autographs. Like, I would much rather yes. have a Topps Dynasty encased patch auto than a like SP variation from Chrome PSA 10 that's 25, 30K. That's an awesome card. But I've been going after some more autographs. So I, I've got one coming here soon. I'll share with you guys on the next episode. Um, wow. But yeah, I'm more, much Jesus. more interested in like autographs and stuff like that. I think. 
I know that's a complete switch of topic, and I know we got to no, move on. No, it's not. It's not really. Yeah, it's a it's a larger F1 conversation. We'll move on. Uh, Lou. Yes. Tops Dynasty F1 patch auto in the I just four feel like no one range cares about or, Dynasty. Or like a variation 10 Sapphire Lewis. Like you buying a Lando Norris patch auto for five grand or a Lewis Sapphire I'm 10 variation? a Lewis. I'm on Ryan's side. I'm buying the Lando Norris. I'm on Ryan's side. I just think what we're seeing, because I think we're seeing it in older basketball, like the wave now. And I, You want an example? Sure. Yeah, you know best, I a, but I, I just, yeah, go. Luca Blue Velocity, PSA 10. Picked it up in Shipshawana in a trade valued at around $2,800 to $2,900. Okay? So this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yep. Minus a couple. Plus, so 16 days. It sold, yes, Sunday. Sunday. So like two weeks after I purchased it. It was in trade. It sold on eBay for less than $2,200 two weeks later. Okay. That's the whole the whole story? Yeah, I was looking for a little <laughs> bit more there. You're saying you're saying that non-autos have have more of a tendency to lose value. Non-autos, non-numbered stuff. That stuff is just a lot more volatile. It's not only the base cards that are volatile anymore. I don't it's think it's apples just... to apples with a Lando and a, and a Lewis. I think there's just such a delta between who Lewis is as a human and Lando is as a human. That's yeah, that fair. that was my energy. If you, I was going it's... to more Tyler's point about like yeah. we're seeing it now in the market and going into like non-autograph stuff. I meant like more that. old school, like. A uh, Hakeem Olajuwon base versus a patch auto right now today, like it's a no brainer. In the moment, people want to collect the thing that people have and like know what they look like and all that. And I think long term, when you look back, like which is more of a piece? I think the patch auto is more of a piece. Yeah, I think if you were asking me a Lando Sapphire versus a Lando uh, Dynasty, I would take the Dynasty. All right, I got another good question here. This is this one makes you think. This is from Connor, Connor Malloy, 34 on IG. Better investment, 2021, 2022 NFL with Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Chase, Jamar Chase, etc. Or the NBA class this year with Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, etc. I personally like, uh, I, I think the NFL class over the current NBA class. Agreed. I agreed 100%. I just don't. Who's the biggest name in the NBA class right now? Cade was the number Cade, one. Cade, and then Mobley, who's balling, but he's in Cleveland. Josh Giddy. That's my there's a serious, There's a serious issue with the NBA and the talent level coming into the league. Everyone's so raw, it's insane. And then and it takes a couple of years. And, and I just think the first, you need like real hype coming in. Like LaMelo Ball is the biggest young player in the league, I think. Am yeah, I wrong? Him and Anthony Edwards. And, and Anthony yeah, Edwards. And Edwards. And Am- Edwards, largely because he has good bits in press comp. Like, he's a great player. Like, he's playing his ass off, but people know about him because he's off, off the field. So, stuff. LaMelo Ball, though. Like, hey, LaMelo, what's, My point what's is, going though, on, like, man? Mobley, I don't even know if I could recognize him. And, like, Cade Cunningham, because he's got the hairdo, but I don't know if his, like, game. And you need, like, an NFL has that, is my point. Trevor Lawrence. People aren't as interested in how he's performing in his first year because he is that dude. Doesn't matter. Chase is performing and is that dude and has had success. And I don't think anyone in the NBA class has awareness, clout, whatever, and backing it up with play. LaMelo definitely. 
And so that's why I would take the NFL class over the NBA class 2021, 2022. Me too. Me too. All right. Another one. So I'm going to, this is kind of a two-parter because a lot of these questions are, hey, what's the, your thought on the future of UFC? But Drake's PC asks, why do you think wrestling cards don't get the same love as UFC F1? So again, a lot of these questions, somebody brings up the Vince McMahon, one-on-one super factor sells for like 9K. Some people asking about UFC, some people asking about wrestling, just kind of your guys' thoughts on like why one may do better than the other and which future you like better over the next five or 10 years. People hate wrestling and it's bullshit, frankly. I think it's stupid how much people hate wrestling. And I think that is part of the problem, not the problem. That is part of the challenge with the cards. Wrestling has a very devoted, loyal fan base, but gaining new fans, I think, is really tough, especially younger people. UFC has like such a cool factor associated with it right now that wrestling, pro wrestling does not. And I'm way more of a pro wrestling fan than I am a UFC fan. So I think it's just the cool factor of UFC and combined with with any of that. Yeah. And combined with the fact that people just think wrestling's stupid and it's like, I think you're stupid, but yeah. I think it's more of in the moment. I think F1 and UFC are much hotter. If you look back four months, six months, eight months, and you look forward four months, six months, eight months, I think we're in a more of an F1 UFC market. But I actually think it prevents an opportunity for wrestling based on its history and based on its business foundation. When I hear that about Vince McMahon versus, say, a Lando Norris or a Max, I'm like, I think the Vince is the better play because we get caught so much right now, more than anything, is noise. And we've seen it. Like, I just I I think it's because media is winning in the hot white hot moment for UFC and W and F1 right now. UFC just arguably had its best card ever. F1 is you know what they've done with Netflix and now going into what this season's been. But if you look back at Vince McMahon in the past and you think about him in the future, I think it's just a in the moment thing and if you believe in WWE and you're looking for validation from us, I think you should trust your instinct. Yeah, I would also, two things on that. Number one, I actually believe that Vince McMahon's like one of the top five most important media figures of my life. Actually, probably like top three. And the other thing I would say, two other things I would say is one, WWE is having a moment with their talent too. Like WWE, not WWE, wrestling in general is having a moment with AEW. Like there's just a lot of talent. And but who's like the biggest right guy? Now. They don't have a rock. They don't have a right. Stone Cold. They don't have a there is no there is no Undertaker. Guy. There is, but they're just not they're just not out there like that because they just don't do a great job of promoting themselves. And then the other thing is WWE specifically, which will always be the number one. Whatever I happen to like AEW more. WWE does not do a great job of letting their stars promote themselves. I think they like were stopping people from streaming on Twitch. It was crazy. Yeah, like yeah. they weren't letting people do anything. It's tough. Real quick, rapid fire. Hit it. Thoughts on the Mac Jones PS10 for two grand? Disgusting. I talked about that on Saturday or Sunday morning on um, Colbert combos. That's disgusting. I think he's a really good quarterback and going to be in the league for a long time and win a lot of games. I think he stinks. <laughs> okay. I think he's limited. All right. All right. Speaking of rapid fire, let's get into. Uh, I know Jason, our producer's got a couple ready. Uh, these are from Facebook. Again, if you guys have not checked out the Card Talk Facebook group, make sure you check that out. Yep. This one is from Brandon Cunningham. It says thoughts on Mountain Dew game full car- game fuel cards rolling out recently. With as big as esports has gotten and ca- content creation has been, I think these can become very popular. I texted about. Mm-hmm. I te- I tweeted about it. I texted you guys about it. I thought it was a good execution by them. It was clearly like a move to just sell cases of game fuel, which is great. That that's a good idea. They're gonna do what they want to do. But like, I think the set has serious potential. Like Doctor Disrespect is 
a wildly popular figure in the world and he only has like a quote unquote like ultra rare, I think is what they call it. Um, there's courage in there. There's a bunch of people from the CDL in there. So this is the first time CDL athletes have their cards printed out. I was a big fan. I bought a case. I got crushed on my pack. I'm about to cop a hex off eBay right now. Yeah, there's a he- there's yeah Hector's in there. Uh, it's all sold out now. So the only place you can get it is on eBay. And I think you know there might be someone on the show who got a tough pack. <laughs> Had to throw it in there. That sucks. Uh, I bought six cases. Um, and like Lou mentioned, got a tough pack. I'll uh, see if I can get a video or a picture posted. We have it in the thread. We can put it in here. Sent to Jay. Uh, it's bad. This it pack's was, like it it smoked. I haven't even opened it. I'm hoping uh, Mountain Dew can come through with a uh, replacement pack because this thing is smoked. I mean, in like half, like folded. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Lou talked about it, looked at the list. Uh, cameraman Brian, my guy, is uh, is into some gaming stuff too. So Key was talking about some of them. He ended up getting a pack and pulled someone decent. I know Lou was talking about it. Um, he ripped his pack. But yeah, it was cool. He gets a Mountain Dew, so. Game feels a great drink. You like it? Big fan. Gotcha. So, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was cool how they were. Uh, they, they were doing that. I'm about the tweet right now, my man Hector Rodriguez. That card's a banger. Yeah. If anyone has a courage auto, I want it. All right. So next one, Darren Young says thoughts on unlicensed cards, i.e., Leaf or Tyson Beck cards, PC only or flippable. Flippable. I think they're PC only until flip until further notice. Wow, Ty says flippable. Very I mean, we could different do it. thoughts. We could, we could see. So, I, my my the reason I say flippable is one, we make up things in our in our head, and then they're easy to follow along, right? Like Panini made that card, therefore it should be validated. Game Fuel made that card; it shouldn't be as validated until someone comes along and validates it, and then, boom, hype, and it goes. We talked about F one cards. Da, 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 and then the price goes up and all of a sudden they're legit, right? So the reason I say flippable is because one day they will be, like Lou was alluding to, and they might not be flippable right now, but I think that if you're trying, I think there's a story to be told there. I think enough people know Tyson Beck. You just bought the Kobe thing, and I think that it makes more sense that there's upside in those one-off markets than not. There's a Twitter argument going back and forth. I think it was my guy, Rick, about like the card market's down because Luca base is down. And then... People think that's a real statement people have? Yeah. And... Uh, and I've never and heard the, that. The, you know, the card market is expanding rapidly. We saw it earlier with Marvel. You're talking about getting the Mickey Mouse thing for Reg. Like PSA and grading has allowed for a lot of new things to be considered in the market. Game Fuel, those things have been around McDonald's or whatever, but they've only recently become, I would say, part of the hobby. And so I think they're flippable because right now people don't see it as legit Panini. And I think four years from now, we'll look back and be like, damn, that was a cop. Yeah, to expand on my thought a little bit, I agree with you. I think I'm, I'm using Tyson as the example because that's like the easiest one to to prove out. I, like The other one I know he did was Deshaun, but that's not a fair comparison, obviously. And he just signed Steph Curry. Just signed Steph Curry. He announced that. I think there was Giannis. He did as well. Yeah, Jason got one. I would say this. It's like anything else. It's kind of like doing a Tops Now thing. I saw somebody, there was an Angels Tops Now set that they ended up sending over like Mike Trout autos and Otani autos and Joe Adele autos. And I think someone got the full rainbow of Mike Trout in one order. So like if you're ordering these Tops Nows or like these drops from a Tyson Beck, 
I think for the most part, if you get a base card, you should expect not a base card, but like the whatever the normal release part of that is, you're you should expect to probably lose money on your purchase overall. I think the Jason Tatum was like eighty bucks when it came out. I just looked it up, and the last one did fifty. So like that's where that is pricing wise. But if you get an auto, you're gonna make money. And then in general, I think a, a Tyson Beck Jason Tatum card is gonna look way cooler than a than a uh, Prism Jason Tatum card. Respectfully to everybody involved. All right, so Chance Johnson asks, buying it a Cam Newton or selling? Great podcast, guys. Keep up the work. Appreciate you. Feels like a sell. Not a, It's not a buy. It's definitely not a buy. It's definitely not a yeah. buy. Shout out Cam. He knows how to make his moments. Shout out to Cam Newton in the six games he's got left in Carolina this year. Agreed. Yeah. And the peak, if I was to buy, I would have wanted to sell when he was coming out of the tunnel yelling, I'm back. This is my team. This is my city. And then it was tied and they lost. Yeah, tough, tough for our guy. Fourteen yeah. lost the city after like three months. <laughs> you hate to see it. Oh, oh your boy. Uh, yeah, by the yeah, way, I mean week two. Have you seen his stuff, Sammy? Sammy yeah, Diesel. Not good. not good. It shouldn't be. I'm good. sad for him, man. Real oh, crush. It's like I think PSA nine prisms do like ten dollars. I'm unbelievably. You guys wouldn't believe how sad I am about Darnold. Actually, yeah. I was so in. Nice guy. I've n- never really got like. By grace of God, we were friends. Like I went to like I hung out with him, and he was the king. He was the quarterback in New York, and now, I mean, now he's like it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually right. so sad about it. I try not to think about Ever. it. I just got sad just now thinking about it. All right, so this is the last one. It says Lou Corton asks, "Who do you think has been this year's biggest surprise, and who has been the biggest disappointment if you if you were to choose one for NFL and NBA as far as value besides Tannehill?" So I don't follow basketball closely enough, but the one on paper. That seems to stand out the most just based on who was buying them seems to be Kevin Porter Jr. What about Russ West? Don't follow his mark. Again, I just everybody and their brother was buying Kevin Porter Jr. before the season started for him and Jalen Green in Houston. And Sexton too, right? Yeah, Sexton got hurt. I don't know if KPJ got hurt. That's why I don't know. But I just remember so many people wanting KPJ. And I've sold a couple recently and they don't do super well. So let's go. We each have to do. We'll start with underperformer. Football, underperformer basketball, one thought, boom, and then over on both. Underperformer gonna... football, Baker Mayfield. God. Yeah. I. That's the worst take. That might be the worst take I've ever had. I mean, like, the Browns have so much talent on no, paper. The awesome. Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. Could, could be it's my like winner. The Eagles I, when they did that. that, right? Didn't they put together the Super Squad and then fall apart? Yeah. Yeah, like ten million dollars a play. Baker would be my underperformer. Who would be your underperformer? In football, my underperformer. And KPJ would be my basketball. My underperformer would be the Jets head coach. <laughs> Why wow, he looking at me like that? He's doing his best. No, he's not. Bro, we watched seven games where they didn't get a first down in the yeah, first listen. quarter. <laughs> I can do this. Back. I can do this for hours. <laughs> I can go on about the Jets for hours. Like I am simple. macro happy. I'm macro happy. Currently dead. He makes he makes comments. I love Robert Sala. He makes some comments that, frankly, are so tone deaf. It like boggles my mind. Okay, back on track. Who's your underperformer in football? <sighs> All right, underperformer in football. I'm I'm looking at. I'm trying to like look at names to make myself see how I feel. Russell Wilson is who I will pick. Cool. That's I can get I like behind that. that. Injury was a piece of that, but their team stinks. Stinks. It's great. Yeah. Top five pick for the Jets. I feel great about that. They should have been like a Super Bowl contender, and they are nowhere stinks. to be found. Basketball. 
I'll start Russell no Westbrook clue. because I feel Russell Westbrook. It was like there was like okay, no matter what, yeah, whatever was in the past. Now he's in LA. He's home. He's Bron. He's AD, and he has stunk. And I don't know where you go from here, other than like Indiana, like sign a max deal and just ride it out in Indiana. I don't know anything about basketball, so this might be like completely wrong. I feel like Harden has been disappointing. New rules mess the whole thing. He's kind of like new rules. His whole it seems like his whole like game has changed. He's only scoring like nineteen points a game, and like it's just not the same. Thank you. All right, who's your most surprising in terms of positive for the NFL and NBA? Dak Prescott. Joe Burrow. They stink. The Bengals are not that bad. They lost to the they, Jets. The Bengals they have beat the one Raiders. win that makes everyone think they that the they're Raiders? really good. The Raiders aren't good. Me. They have w- the Raiders were at first in the div- tied for first in the division at one yeah, point. The Raiders are good. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Bengals had they're that like Ryan one Tannehill. Win. Good. No one really pays attention, so everyone just still thinks that they're good. They then lost to like three awful teams right after the good win, but everyone only remembers the good win. But Burrow is potentially a good call. Um, I, I think Dak Prescott, you nailed it. I'm just going to draft with you there, and then NBA. I might say Devin Booker. Steph Curry. We're back on basketball. I'll go Steph. Steph's a great call, but the Suns are right there too. Balling out. Yeah, they're the hottest team in the NBA. I saw something the other day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a headline I read. And they started slow and everyone was like, all right, that was fun for a couple months that they were good, but they're, they're legit. The Bengals have one good win. Uh, no, yeah, straight up They're one good win. Second in the division. Might, Burrow might second in the toughest division in football. Months. Second in the toughest division in football. They lost to the Jets, and they got sort of the Titans. Sort of the Titans. We, but we agree the Titans aren't that good. That's your whole point. Next, the, the Brown. We agree. Next. The, no, right. That's your that? point, Rye. All right. Sorry, we have to move on. I hate Ryan. Next. I gosh, these are fun. We'll just take it to Twitter. I hate Ryan. All right. Um, so, Ty, you said the Suns? Devin Booker, specifically. Okay. And you agreed with Lou on Dak. Yeah, I think Dak's doing a really good job coming off injury. The Cowboys elevate things tremendously, and he is their leader right now. And Jason Garrett, I think, just got fired by the Giants, and he's still doing he his did. thing in good Dallas. Good job, you. Um, and they got a real squad. Real quick, on the football note, Burrow is one I love. You know who else we should we didn't talk about at all? Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan which I have the one of one. If Yo, Jay, we should hit Dude. that clip. Car Talk Live. What's his, what's my man's name? Chuba Hubbard? Who pulled the Jonathan Taylor out of the one of one in Pack Wars? I need to send it to him. Oh, have yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That guy, Jonathan Taylor, is unbelievable. Carson Wentz, sneaky, we didn't talk about. He might be the one that's playing well. Guys got out of Philly and has a good squad. He's that guy's the king of fragility. He's like, if you look up a picture of like mid in the dictionary, it's a picture of Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz is mid. All right, let's. Uh, we got to get to pay, play of the week. We uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, again, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. Jay hit us with the plays this week. 
what do we have? If we're being honest, though, like this is a big get in the car and drive around week. So I don't think anyone's complaining if we're like an hour and 15 minutes. You're so right. This is this is a big. I know Rye has to go, but like. You're so right. It's a got to run out for errands. You come back four hours later and you did nothing but like just kind of pop by a couple friends house and and maybe sat in the parking lot for a little bit. Shout out to the parent, the children of divorced parents. Like you got to drive from house to house. You know what I mean? So right. Lou, just smart. Hi, this is from Tommy Gems on IG. Submitting a play of the week a few months ago, or a few months back, I bought an Anthony Edwards Prism Raw for about two fifty. Expressed it to PSA and got it back at ten. Then listed and sold the card for eighteen fifty on eBay the day I received it. I turned around and bought a Luca Opticolo PSA nine and another Anthony Edwards Silver Prism nine. So I basically got two banger cards on my hit list for four hundred dollars total. Wait, that- wait, 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 wait. Me, wait. Side note. Anytime we got somebody selling something on eBay, they sell it the same day they get it. <laughs> like this has got to become like the somebody's got to be lying. for all things cards and collectibles. Um, shout out to my man Tommy for uh, listing I will it the say, same day he got it. I'll, I'll I'll make a point. I've listed a lot of things by now on eBay. The most action I get is the first day I list it. Always. I'm just saying, like it's like he's like I got it in the mail. The second I got it, I listed it and it sold. <laughs> It, like, was still a, it was still a PSA. I listed it. It was still it was a PSA. <laughs> I mean, shout out to our guy a couple weeks ago that had sold the card and then messaged Jay 15 minutes even later it. and was packaging, was packaging it, listening it to Card Talk. <laughs> it yeah. still needs to be shipped. <laughs> we recorded the sh- – he made the play. He bought. He got a card. He sold it, and he shipped it before the episode could even come out. So good. Wild. So good. I like this. I, I think – Minneapolis is a sneaky city for culture, by the way. I think Anthony Edwards is a real good hooper. And the Justin Jefferson, the Timberwolves with Lori and A-Rod have a shot at like kind of being cool and mattering in in a weird way. Like Kansas City matters now and stuff. Um I I like Anthony Edwards as a as a hooper for sure for all those reasons. I don't like this play. I love how funny he is. Yeah. And I like the idea. He said, I got two banger cards on my hit list. That's exactly what you want to do. Respect. He's like, I got the two cards I wanted. I paid 400 bucks total. I'm in great shape. All right, Jay, next one. This is from GTS 26 Rocks. Greg said, play the week submission into the Kyler Base Prism for $70. Flipped for $450 right before he got hurt. Wanted to sell at peak, which I thought was a few weeks ago. And lucky for me, it worked out. Promoted listing. Are you guys weary? Whenever I see a promoted listing, I'm like, I ain't paying that. I ain't buying that. Yeah. Never done it, to be honest. You've never done I've promoting? Never Have done you bought one. a promoted listing? No and no. I guess I haven't either, but I, there's not really a particular reason. Like I blatantly pass over promoted listings because I'm like, oh, this person really is trying to sell this. And I just that rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I mean, it seems like it might be a way to get a deal, though. If you're willing to pay to, to get rid of it, you might be willing to like. I was going to say, to try to sell this. That's a great point. The killer in me is like, that's <laughs> the one you send an offer on. Agreed. You know, I'm aligned with Lou. I think you guys are right. Yeah. I think I'm wrong. I'm not. I think you're right. I haven't thought <laughs> it's a real about tell. That spot. I'm always like, yeah. All right, there's something up with this card, and they're trying to promote it. They need to pay more. All right, third one, Jay. From uh, Scoobaka, uh, Scott B on IG. It says, What's up, guys? Here's my play of the week. Been into the five by seven cards from Tops since I saw Gary talk about how jumbo slash box topper wow. cards could gain traction as they are easier to display uh, as an art piece. On June 6th, I picked up an Otani 
five by seven numbered at a 10 for under 60 after shipping set it to grading for 300 as i was extremely confident it would gem wow uh and it did ended up sending it to consigner and sold an auction for 2827 big fan of the pod haven't missed an episode keep it up ps Hill is a top 10 qb jay when was this postmarked yeah tough that was like a saturday afternoon seen on that Wait, what happened jay submitted this one like three weeks ago he said P- ps 10 is a top 10 qb my man Skubaka. i like a lot about Skubaka. i'm literally i just emailed I... myself and said buy tops update jumbos yeah no. so right did those come out of boxes or is that like a tops now thing or you have no, no idea no idea because a lot of times they sell these these five by sevens on their website, but it also could be part of like a case hit or something. Yeah, I wish jumbo I cards are not jumbo cards are not my thing. They're harder to like get in top loaders. You got to grade them to put them in the better case. Like you got to buy special ones just for that. Then you got to ship it. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. Cool card, Good play. great play. I mean, forty five to twenty eight hundred dollars and risking three hundred to get a ten. That's that's wild. I mean, obviously. Uh, he got MVP too, but I don't even think he was announced MVP on October fourth when this sold. So that's a that's a, that's a hell of a play. It is a good play. Not for and, not for me, but good play. Jimmy, Jimmy, it out. Yeah. All right, Jay. Uh, this is from Michael Ryan Day. I already like this play, Ryan Day in the title. Or Ryan Day in his name. Gotta love that. I thought this was a great move for holding on to the card for under a year and waiting to eventually capitalize on his monster game. Wow. Bought a Jonathan Taylor Pen Pals rookie auto for $13 last December and sold it for $65 after his big game. Do you think that he found this like in his closet, like with all his other cars? And he was like, oh my God, I could sell this today. Or do you think he was <laughs> purposely like he had it in a top loader, like waiting on his desk? Michael, I love the name, but this was definitely one that was like, oh wow, look what I found. This Jonathan Taylor auto. He had a big day. I'm a fan of that. Those are like my favorite moments when you like find a card. And a like, thousand oh, percent. But part of me want, is hoping that he had it like set aside, like ready to go, waiting for the day. I'm going to choose to believe that story. It's a great job. Agreed. I like it, though. Uh, so this <laughs> is from Gray oh, Worthy. Oh, no. <laughs> he says, this is the best one ever. He says, I bought zero Ryan Tannehill cards. Saved a lot of money by not doing it because he's not a good QB. Oh, That's the winner. No. Get that in a one of those JPEG things Tyler calls NFTs. Get him one of those and certify that. That's oh wild. my god! The integrity of Player of the Week is now dead, but it was <laughs> worth it for that. <laughs> that's a great job, by Craig. Oh man, that's good. And a good job by, yeah. by Jay to make, by the way. Whew, that's rich. I was ready to jump on Jazz. That's that rich. I was so ready. <laughs> he was ready for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, That's I, good. I got nothing. That's ri- I mean, I, yeah. That's a really good job for anyone listening. There's just a blank screen. It's so good. Damn yeah, it. it's literally blank, and it just says bought Ryan zero Ryan Tannehill cards, saved a lot of money by not doing it because he is not a good. I QB. think Grayworthy has to get a a um honorary pass to the play of the week club for that. I think possibly he might have. We have to talk about it though, because that really puts us in danger for the future. But we should talk about. it. I don't see him as a winner, but I. So with the with the NFT with the PO app, what people get is they get this this PO app, and then what we have like a one off because you own it. You we have a chat room for those people. We do. Yeah. 
It's not live. It's not live. Chat? It's not live yet. It's not live yet. It's not live yet. It's not live yet. Got it. It's not live. It Luke, did you know about nope. that? It's right in the Poap app. Got it. So if you own one of these NFTs that you get for free, no gas, no nothing, you'll get access into the chat room, and it'll be us three, Jay, Judy, Matt, our old producer, and then anyone that's ever won a play of the week. And so we got to debate. Gray might get entry into that. Yeah. That was the last one, right, Jay? Review it, if so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so in, in spirit of Ohio State's big game this weekend, I'm going with Michael Ryan Day, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Elite Auto. Um, so, go Bucks. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Michael Ryan Day as well. Why? Look at Tyler. Like, it's not a good flip. Like, what, like, <laughs> what do you mean, I why? I get Ryan. I no, was... you, you, you must... You must not, not a good flip. It's like it's like tie five you x almost. You might you must not have ever found a card in your five dollar box. You're like, I'm oh wow, like, I remember buying this. This is, is, this like, is good yeah, timing on this. Elitist, elitist tie. Like you go through it, every other flip is a better play. You just like that his name's Ryan Day, and I respect that. But like Lou, wh- where what are you seeing here, Lou? No, what are you seeing in this play that is better than other plays? I just <laughs> want to know. <laughs> I, but if this wasn't this here, better? I'd be picking Otani. But because I, I get, I get happy when I think about some Jonathan Taylor having a big day, and he's like, "All right, now is the time. I could finally let this go. I'm ready to move on from it now." I think that's part of it. I think that's like it makes it, it makes it a, it, it's, Understood. it's just part of the experience. I. People will be flipping That's Otani five by seven for the rest of, of the time. And we've we never seen a jumbo card that was historic bought raw day. and then graded and then flipped at a crazy markup. Ty, we're not saying it's like... So wait, is it, so you on the swing, swing vote? I don't want to be the swing vote, though. I hate when I'm the swing Ty, vote. Ty, we're not saying... This is not like I thought you Ryan Taylor's bad. You this is not extreme. We're just saying like, I like this one better. And so I said, okay. But Lou, like... The logic behind this, bro? <laughs> it's I get emotional about it. He gets emotional. <laughs> it's like it's just a nice Man story. Like cards. Jonathan Taylor has Man a big realizes day. He pulls it out of his closet. Bag. Man sells sells card. Like that's what I think we have here. <laughs> I think you don't know a, that's what being, happened. You're now. really I'm putting me down, to, and it, like I don't you know, appreciate keep, it. I mean, I got buried with like a fake play of the week at the end. I'm just trying to keep some integrity around here, Ryan. You know. Just said I like the guy's middle name, so I'm going to give him play of the week, and I'm just trying to hold the line here to like realize that this is a segment that matters. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The integrity of play of the week is important. I'm going Otani. What a soft. I mean, dude, my man Ryan, Luke can be persuaded for no. That's that's Ryan integrity. Day, so you gave Jason's already week. ruined it. Like I don't want to look back on that. Jason, he, he did. Jason opened Pandora's box with the blank screen, and we have to we have to it's break, a play. We have to reel when it back you see in. a jumbo five by seven bought raw, and they jemmed yeah. it. You know what? You're right. It's the better play. I'm sorry, Michael I mean, Ryan. Day. And he's, he's not a Michigan fan. Like, I'm ready to go with you this week? What are you talking about? Until he realized. He just did. Until you started to like say, "Hey, Listen, maybe Ryan right. Tano's not that bad. Please pick this one. Thank you, Jonathan Taylor." And he plays He's for one of the best running backs Ryan's, in the history of college football. Not rival or just another a conference team. Another team in the conference. <laughs> there you go. 
everyone knows I Wisconsin. Mean, this is like a, a hey, all time. Wisconsin might go Big Ten, but that's, play, that's that irrelevant. Play right here. Well, the, the other part you're not considering is that I'm on a mission to to reset. The, I know you the are. Narrative on you Otani, are. So. You are. I wasn't saying you had to go Otani. There's a couple other plays here, but my man, the other one was literally like, I own a lot of cards. One of my cards had a good day, and so I flipped it for like three x. No, the obvious choice is Otani. That's great. I like. I like walking into my closet and seeing like all these random cards and being like, oh, I can I'm sell not. this. I, like I just want to hold like, the integrity. Don't great. take that away from me. You no, want just, let, just take done. it. I'm all... He's just not used to that. He's just like, hey, I bought these cards Ryan, and they're all on that thing go ADX. You won. Let's move on. Real shout quick. out Scubaca. That's all we got Scubaca. for play of the week. So shout out to Scubaca for taking the win. Real, real talk though. Jonathan Taylor for MVP. He's, he's I, you can make the right argument. Now. There's not like a runaway MVP right now. Yeah, he's got over he's 1,100 yards. He's got 13 touchdowns. 13 touchdowns. He buried he the Jets, five right? On Sunday. Yeah. Uh, ate us alive, from what I remember. And another thing while we're on the topic of the NFL. We, we gotta be fair here. We had a lot of talk about the Chiefs panic meter. Chiefs panic meters definitely oh. calmed down. What about the Bills? They stink. Meter. I told you that. The quarterback stinks. We have to go. The quarterback stinks. He stinks. He's always been bad since day one, and he showed it again last Sunday. He's bad. They're going to get thrown out of the playoffs in the first round. Mark it down. They stink. You've been, you've, you've been adamant about it. They I stink. probably have a couple clips that praise them a little bit too much. They're bad. Do you know who's leading the AFC East? Yeah. Congratulations on winning the worst division in the NFL. That quarterback stinks too, and they'll get bounced early too. Just saying. They're going to get bounced too. They Jay, we need these clips on Thanksgiving on. The Jets are going to win seven Bang. games. Zach Wilson for delivered. MVP. Rookie of the year. Boy. There will be no such clips. Thank you, Jay. All right. What are we thankful for? Uh, I'm going to pull them myself. I'm going to clip them, and I'll tag you guys on Twitter. We'll get them pulled. Hey, if anybody, like, side note, if anybody in here can pull those clips, this is a Jets-only run podcast. So if anybody on Twitter has any of those clips and would love to pull Tyler or Lou talking about the Jets winning eight or nine games, Zach Wilson for yeah, rookie It's year, 150. I would love, sweats going. would love to get those. <laughs> I'm sweating. Um, wait, but here? we have a thing. We, we got to be thankful for things. Let's do it. Are we doing real thankful or, like, Cards thankful. Cards thankful. Cards thankful. Cards thankful. Like, I'm thankful for Ryan. I'm thankful. I'll go first. I'm thankful to F1 for introducing me to a new sport that I actually really enjoy. And I'm thankful that I was able to get on some of the cards early before they got out of price range for me. And I was able to have some stuff I can hold on to. So shout out to Graves.21 on IG. Said the pod 100% is what he's thankful for. Women of the hobby. Her girl Sam said in-person card shows. Cooper Price said the most the mostly positive community that cards brings to the moon collectibles said that they held the national this year, best trip this year by far. Jay caster 27 said, thankful for all the advancements in the hobby card technology. Um, Recon sports cards said all the great friends I've made that I speak with daily, weekly at minimum. Uh, Heartland hustle said uh, Ryan Tannehill ranked as the 10th best quarterback in the NFL is what he's thankful for. Uh, Dunks unlimited said retail becoming more accessible. KTT Cards said PSA incoming price drop. <laughs> Cards Gilmore said Ryan Tannehill throwing four picks. Got to throw that in there. Secret Dojo said PSA sevens. 
Uh, MVMEE710 said card ladder. And then caffeine and cardboard. This is a good one. The opportunity to escape the rat race of the corporate world and live a life fueled by passion. Shout out to Tyler on this one. Uh, Hope M13 said NFTs, new knowledge, new people, new experiences. Just a couple of the ones that we got from listeners. I'm going to piggyback off of that one back into cards because I feel that way about kind of the hobby and the people that I've met in it and the relationships that I've formed and the things that I've learned by proxy of going to shows and buying and selling cards and understanding markets and why all the things, sudden things take off and whatnot. I'm also very largely of one, the people that support this show that leave comments of positive nature that are active on Twitter because I've come to realize as someone that now is running a you know media company has 45 people on the team and like we put out content, I'm overtly sensitive to negative feedback and it fucks me up badly. Um, and I'm, I can understand it when it comes from a constructive criticism place of like, hey, this, this, this. And I think you guys should think about this. And I've been able to have great conversations in that regard. I'm really close with someone that started off by saying like, this is why I don't appreciate what you guys do. And we talked it out and I've learned from that. But then there's generally just people that just dislike and that messes me up. So I'm very thankful for anyone that has watched this, enjoyed it, left a comment because I really like it and I want to keep doing it. But I'm also aware that it messes my day up when someone just tweets at Ryan, why'd you do a show with these two characters? They'd bring nothing for you. And I'm like, damn, that fucked me up. Yeah. Fuck that, that guy. fucked me up. Someone said that. And another homie yeah, came that and responded to him and was like, why, why you got to do that? Now, I don't need to put any of that on blast. This is about being thankful. I'm just being open that I appreciate everyone that if you enjoy our stuff, giving a little love means a lot. So that's that. And I'm excited. I haven't been this excited about Thanksgiving in a really long time, if I'm being honest. I don't know why. Just kind of, I'm ready to just like chill. Yeah, I do think everybody needs to chill for a little bit. I think everyone deserves it. Lou and I talked about that before we started about chill. Definitely thankful, first and foremost, for Jason and Judy for doing all the hard work. Tyler and Lou and I just get to sit here and Ryan, I thought we weren't I mean, doing a serious one. Oh, <laughs> Keep going, Ryan. <laughs> Tyler and Lou and I just get to sit here and just talk shit about each other and Tyler's terrible takes all day. That's that's a new type episode, by the way. Tyler's terrible takes. We're starting that up, getting that on t-shirts. Um, definitely excited or definitely thankful for that. Thankful for Ohio State football, for sure. And then, yeah, Tyler and Lou, for sure, right? For letting me uh, talk them and annoy them, you know, once a week for oh, yeah. 75 weeks at this point now. So, My God. Shout, out to, uh, shout out to them. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll do a serious one as well. Of course, you guys know I'm very thankful for you guys. I love talking about cards every single week, and I wouldn't have anywhere else to do it. I was just talking to Sasha about that yesterday, actually. Um, I'm very thankful for you guys. I'm very thankful to Judy. I'm extremely thankful to Jason. I give him a lot of shit, but he's a good dude and works very, very hard. I'm a big, big fan of Jason. Aligned. I'm, I'm thankful to the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the listeners for sure. Honestly, Wednesdays in the YouTube comment is like I'm peak happiness for me. Yep. And I just laugh and then just banter and bullshit with people. It's a blast. When I get on the couch at night and I read all the comments, it's my favorite thing. So I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, 
have have a good couple days enjoy it see you guys peace that's a wrap on card talk this week please subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.